Thank you for coming here today. It's me, Linda Sage, on Learning From Life. One thing I can promise you, there'll be people to meet over the airways here you'll never forget. Some, as long as you live. Let's just say, most have had what could be termed as an interesting life. It's not what happens, it's how you deal with it. And one line from any of them could change the way you deal with things forever. There'd be landing from all parts of the planet, all ages, backgrounds and experiences. Telling the truth of how it was and how they manage things may just help you miss a rock or two along your road too. Hi and welcome and uh, this uh, show today is uh, about uh, marketing and I have a very special lady with me and today it, my guest is Laura and uh, Laura Norman is local. We've met in person as well as on air before so uh, you can check out her uh, show with me on uh, the uh, website as well. So Laura, thank you so much for joining us again. No problem. Thanks for having me. So your life as a marketeer, has it always been that way? Um, pretty much. I mean, I started in events. So I started um, working with local community projects and corporate events. And from there, started working more on campaigns. And that's where my marketing kind of life started about kind of five or six years ago. Um, and it's really just developed from there. And I kind of shoehorned it into digital marketing and then actually from there realised that when talking to other businesses, the need was more general strategic insight. That was what people needed. So that that's where it's developed too. So it's been quite a journey. Yeah, definitely. Um, not one that's been easy, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, but yeah, definitely. If it was easy, it'd be boring. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that's the whole part of the, the uh, podcast as well. The lessons that we're learning from life. So I'm sure that uh, you've had a few here and there. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, probably the most prominent one being the fact that I started the business while I was still studying, um, trying to hold a couple of jobs and a relationship, and that is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it's not been it's been a bumpy one to say the least um and you do learn a lot from that you learn about a lot about yourself a lot about how to manage your time as well um setting up a business around other commitments isn't simplest of tasks so um i think probably my biggest takeaway is how to organize myself um yeah uh it's not it's not the easiest journey um along with personal things and other things like that so it's one that you have to take steadily if you're going to do it um give yourself enough time and just see where it goes i think that's probably the easiest way to look at it so if you had your time to go and do this all over again would you do things differently um i don't think so i think it's all i'm one of those people that thinks everything happens for a reason and so if it wasn't for experiences that i've had whether they've been really great ones or really, really tough ones. I would not be the person I am. I wouldn't be in the position I'm in. Um, You know, I'm lucky enough that I've got a really good crowd of people around me. Um, I'm really well supported by family, uh, my boyfriend and friends. And, you know, I've made a really good network of people. And if it wasn't for the way that this journey had happened, that wouldn't be the case. So I can't ever say that I'd want it to be different. 
Um, don't get me wrong, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. And there are times where I sit and think, okay, really? <laughs> this is happening? Um, but it, it makes you a stronger person, I think, as a whole. So is there a piece of advice or a piece of information that you've had that has really made a difference to you? Um, okay, I think as... Especially while, I mean, the business is still very much in its infancy, but especially while it was starting, um, one thing I kind of learned is never to say no to talking to somebody, um, even if, you know, they're not um, in your target market, bringing it back to marketing, if they're not your target customer or they're not somebody that you might collaborate with now, there's nothing to say that actually they might not be somebody who becomes part of your support system or who you might work with in the future so I think that's probably one thing I've taken from this whole thing is while um there's a lot of time goes into creating relationships with a lot of different people there's always a reason for doing it um so never really turn down the opportunity to speak to somebody um even if you don't really know their story that's probably my biggest takeaway so far so don't judge judge any books by their cover really yeah, essentially, you know, it might be that you meet somebody, I, I do a lot of networking, it might be that you think, actually, I don't know if this is the right time for us to talk, but then still have a conversation with them and say, right, let's get together in a, you know, in a few months time, or let's put a pin in this right now, and we'll come back to it, because I don't know if I'm in the right headspace to have a chat with you, or if it's the right time for the business, or there's never, you know, a wrong person to speak to, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um so yeah I'm just going to pop back to that networking again because I mean you say that you've done a lot of networking that sometimes for some people is an extremely scary situation to walk in somewhere that you don't know anybody or to speak to people in that that you and we all think oh they all know more than I do yeah absolutely it is hard um it's it is just one of those things that you have to bite the bullet and do though um networking is a sales technique it's a face-to-face marketing which depending on your business that might be the only opportunity you actually have to do face-to-face marketing with potential customers or um strategic alliances so people you work alongside um i think it's it is hard but just going with a plan even if it's that you just want to speak to a handful of people depending on the style of networking if it's to work on your pit you know i I still do it now where I think, actually, I'm going to test this. Is this the right pitch for me? And I'll try a different pitch with every person. Well, not a completely different pitch, but tweaking it to see what resonates more with people in the room. And then actually it helps you figure out whether that event is right for you. Um, It is a bit of trial and error to start with. And I think that does help when it's low confidence because, you know, you're just figuring things out. And it helps figure yourself out as well in how you want to present yourself, how you want to pitch yourself um but it is one of those things that you kind of just have to bite the bullet and do if it's where you think you can create really good relationships with people and i think generally most people if they go to networking events they are quite open to talking yeah i'd say so um and it's one of those nice things that because networking events tend to be based on community um a lot of people go regularly they're not scary groups of people generally. So even if you're a novice, you can walk into that room and it's it's not too scary because generally they're very welcoming environments. Um, yeah, 
I think um, I think you know sort of other areas of marketing people can sort of hide behind the screen especially if they're starting out you know sort of the digital or the you know online social market uh, marketing and things like this you know yeah. they can sort of keep a barrier between themselves is, is that a, a good way of starting um I think it's realistically you've got to take a, take it a step back and you've got to think about why um Initially, most focuses when you're starting out is just to increase your exposure. And don't get me wrong, social media is a great place to do that. If your audience are there, if your audience, if your target market aren't on certain platforms, because each platform varies, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you know, they all have different purposes and therefore they have different people kind of in the room, so to speak. Um and it is easy to shoehorn yourself into thinking that that's the only type of marketing out there that's suitable for your brand. And actually, there are so many different things you can do. Um, and really, to be effective and efficient in your marketing strategy, you should actually think about what options you have first, um, where your audience are generally, because then, you know, one, you can't hide behind a screen if you want to target an audience that are... Um, I don't know, reading newspapers, for example, or um, really like receiving things from the post, uh, whether, you know, it depends on your audience and that's where you should put your time. It's easy to get stuck behind a screen because I think people assume that there's less accountability when actually I think, you know, you've seen things in the news about people that do things wrong on social media and it's because of the fact that there's less tangible impact there. They think they can get away with it and soon realise they can't. And then they realise that they've got this PR disaster that they've got to clean up. And that's why you can't just shoehorn yourself into social media. You have to, even social media influencers, they're on social media all the time, but actually they go to events. They go to massive events. They do a lot of PR. It's not just about the Instagram feed. Um, You've got to do what's right for your audience. And that's where it comes from. It's not what you feel comfortable with. And that's, you know, the backbone of business is you've got to push push yourself outside of your comfort zones to get anywhere. Um, I think that's a, that's a big one. You know, just, it's not about what you feel comfortable doing. It's about what your clients need from you. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're buying a service or a product from you. So it's got to be right for them how you talk, contact them. Mm. If you don't put thought into that, that's when you waste a lot of time and resources. Um so yeah i mean social media is great but if your audience aren't there then don't do it maintain a presence but don't spend loads of resources and time on there if that's not what your customers need from you they might need more direct contact you know they might actually want to see you at an event or um you know yourself you present so it's about getting in front of them in the way that's most suitable for them um, and actually, that's that's the basis of being efficient in marketing. It's not about doing what everyone says you need to do and about doing what your next-door neighbour's doing. It's about what works for your customer because that's where it all starts. That's why you're doing it because you've created a product or service for them. So if you had to give somebody sort of starting out uh, in, in business, what would you say the sort of key basics were that uh, you, you would say that these yeah. are non-negotiable? Um, okay, so I think from a marketing perspective, the very basics of it is figuring out what your brand stands for, whether that is just you on your own, it's still a brand. So I think actually what you need to think about or what your vision and 
goals are what are you trying to achieve with this who is your audience and where are they um thinking about kind of the general market the general industry and what's happening looking at trends to see where you fit in everything else that's really where you should start is really figuring out your brand strategy um i think once you've figured out your kind of identity and you've discovered where you fit in the bigger picture that's when you then think about your kind of brand guidelines so thinking about the tone that you want to um achieve and thinking about how you want to communicate with people what stories you want to tell and then that is when you then think about where you actually physically market yourself so whether that is um social media websites you know google i think there are some things that people think there are given now which are your websites they expect you to have some form of social media presence and that's great but it's then okay you have that for a reason and that might actually just be that it's a touch point of clarity for your consumer so they visit your website to make sure you're legit and then move on to contacting you and actually they might contact you by uh, Facebook messenger they might contact you over the phone (laughs) people forget that the phone exists um so yeah i think really start with figuring out your your brand and what it stands for what your values are and what you're trying to achieve once you know that you can then think about how you want to convey that message and then think about where does that make sense no that is really really clear and i think the the other thing uh, really important is as well when you are working for somebody else and it is their company you know yeah. if you try and do sales or marketing whatever uh it's well okay they they're not interested or it's not the right time but when it's your company and your your product or your service is you sometimes yeah. taking that rejection is very hard Oh, naturally. I mean, even if your service isn't you, even if you've got a product, for example, it is really hard because it feels like rejection. But actually, and, you know, that can develop into things like imposter syndrome. Should I actually be here? Should I be targeting this audience? Do they think I'm too small? Do they think I'm too big? You know, it can be really uncomfortable. But actually, you've got to think about there's a I learned this from a sales coach recently, and it's really resonated with me, is that actually there's an 80 20 here in the 80 percent of people will probably say no because either the price point's not right or you've not reached them at the right time or you know there's a reason for an objection the 20 percent of people that do say yes are the people that are going to be really invested in what you've got to offer and you might get rejected by loads and loads of you know those 80 percent people but it's kind of got to push you on to the 20 percent that do buy i mean if nobody buys you've got a problem but it's 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 there is that rejection, but you've got to turn that into a reason. So figure out why. Figure out what the pain point you didn't meet. And then you can think, okay, so maybe I need to communicate this in this way. Or maybe I'm actually targeting the wrong people. And so you take them off your target audience and move on to the next, you know, it's kind of you've got to trudge through mud a little bit. But when you do get that win, it feels massive and you've got to make sure you celebrate it as well because especially when you're starting out it can take a lot of time and it can be really draining um but actually it's really good when you do get that win um so yeah don't think too much about the 80 percent. figure out why and then use that to move on to hit that 20 percent that's, re- that's really, really good advice. Say, so, yeah, um, something I'm always saying to people, you know, you must celebrate even the first one because without the first one, you can't get your 10th one or your 100th one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And if you can do Completely. it once, you can do it 100 times. 
Exactly. And I think that's what you've got to remember is that it has happened. It will happen again. Just keep going. Yeah. Perhaps it doesn't happen as often as you want it to at first and as quickly as possible. But, you know, it, you can do it. It's there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what what's next for you? What What's your coming horizons? Um, okay. So, I mean, my kind of goal for this year is really just to raise my profile. I know that I've got a really solid network locally. Um, I cover a really good kind of, I say region, I'm covering a good basis in the area and I'm just trying to get out to as many people as I can. I'm doing some different projects, which are kind of more, um, passion projects I think now um which I mean I've recently launched um a YouTube series with another business with another guy called Ryan Ford um called Brood in Yorkshire we're really passionate about seeing that grow so that's happening and generally I'm just trying to enjoy it and try and meet some slightly different people in different industries and you know grow myself as a brand um to help people really because that's that's the whole thing that I'm here for is to advise people um and give that level of support that people don't always get especially as like small and medium businesses it can be really difficult to find so I want to be moving myself to be the person that people come to for that so that's my whole goal for this year is to just let more people know what I'm doing and that's a great goal to have because the more people that have the more times you're going to say yes Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you are being a product of your product. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> you were saying that your business is quite young. How how long have you actually been in business, Laura? Only a year and a half. So I am still, it's still a baby business, really, in the oh. grand scheme of things. Um, it is a bit scary to say that a year and a half has flown already. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I had a bit of a different way of doing this because I started the business when I was still at uni. And so for the first, uh, what, nine months, I was still studying. And so actually it, without putting a down on it, it wasn't a priority for me because I had to get my degree. Um, but it was there and it was ticking over. So it feels like actually the business developed very quickly, mainly because of the fact that for the first nine months, it was just about getting settled and getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just flown. But I am still only a year and a half in. <laughs> but that, that's amazing because, you know, there's such huge numbers about of businesses that fail in the first year and, and, and things like this. And I think it's because yeah. there's so much to learn as well. I think your first year is yeah. m- more about learning than it is actually yeah. doing the business. Yeah, completely. Um, you Don't get me wrong, you learn completely throughout running a business you learn so many different things but yeah and I think I'm kind of don't get me wrong it was really really hard doing it while having to balance everything else and trying to take in all these different pieces of information but actually giving myself the time and not setting myself too many targets in one go because I had all the other commitments to deal with as well it meant that I could take that information in properly and process what I needed to do and get set up well like I hope well um and actually understand what I'm doing so now I feel a little bit in a better position because actually I have founded what I want to do and I spent enough time figuring out what I want to be as a business mm-hmm. um which a lot of people don't give yeah. themselves or maybe don't get the chance to do that because it can be a whirlwind as well I know people who've started with an idea and it's ended up just booming straight away and then they go back and think 
what's happened in the last year i don't actually you know it's just gone, gone nuts oh, yeah. um so yeah i think yeah that's probably my main takeaway from it really is that yes it's difficult in that first year but you've got to give yourself a bit of time even if it's just to reflect on it because a lot changes ah, and you change too yeah exactly yeah. absolutely your motivation has changed things happen in your personal life and it's got to fit around everything because depending on you know levels of commitment depending on the size of the business I know for myself this is this is my thing um but I also have a relationship and I also have family to maintain and so for me it has to fit around that for me to be happy and I think that's the basis of it is that it's got to be right for you as a person so as you change the business changes naturally I think that's a great point there. So, uh, unfortunately, time as as always gets the better of us because it uh, goes so quickly. I I know we could talk for hours, yeah, (laughs) minutes. So, I want to say thank you very much for joining us, Laura. And uh, is there any way that people can get in touch with you quickly? Um, Yeah, um, they can visit my website, which is just chromomarketing.com co.uk um i'm on social media they can find me on linkedin if they want to send me a message on linkedin it's just glory on it so um yeah i'm everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and you're willing to have a chat with with, with most people yeah. absolutely yeah so yeah. thank you so much for your time and all of your, your golden pieces nugget there's lots and lots of information there that, that laura's dropped in so uh you know, listen to it several times so you can actually pick all the pieces out of there and and run with it if you're new into business and you need any support there's loads of support out there it's worth doing your your groundwork and your networking to get get up and running so thank you laura uh, for joining us and uh, we will be back with you next time bye for now thank you for listening this podcast was recorded in conjunction with the chapel fm art center and east leeds fm radio station For more information about them and all the good work that they do is www.elfm.co.uk and to know more about what Linda Sage is doing her website is www.lindasage.com also on all the other social medias.